May I speak in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So last week, I said, wow, what a funny old week. Um, it was nothing compared to what we have experienced this week. I don't know about you, whether you were sat around the, on the sofa, sat around watching the TV on Monday night when the Prime Minister gave his very stark message. Things have been evolving very quickly but we have been enjoying our time with our family as we've stayed together in our home, not going out. I think it's really interesting that today, this Passion Sunday, today, this week, we've got those two passages set before us today. The Valley of the Dry Bones in Ezekiel and Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. Both of them speak of new life. Both of them speak that this is not the end. The Valley of the Dry Bones has been an important passage for us as a family, as we've thought about what it is that we were called to, particularly as we were considering coming here. It's been important to us in other things that we have done. For example, uh, when we were at the Big Church Day Out a few years ago, working with the amazing folk from Movement in Worship, we created this um, beautiful uh, visual and audio audible uh, creation, if you like, a piece of art, perhaps, an interpretation, an act of worship, certainly. But we took that passage of the bones that were dry. And we thought about the, the tissues and the sinews being attached and the flesh coming on them and the, the skin uh, wrapping around them and then the life of God being breathed into them. Everyone brings their own gifts in all that we do. In that piece, we had drummers and movers. We had members of our families all working together, either playing a simple pattern or a, a visual uh, act with their bodies, showing what it is that that particular passage meant to them. Everyone brings their own individual, unique, beautifully created gifts because we are each unique and beautifully created. We have uh, all of the drawings from uh, All Saints at Four that we've been doing in this recent season upstairs at the moment. We, when I did my raid of the church to get all the technology that we would be able to still be doing church just about uh, here from the basement today, um, I brought home the roll of lining paper with all of the images that we've been drawing over the weeks of, uh, of our time at All Saints at Four. Each one of us adding our own little bit to the passage that we studied. But our plans on our own, our creations on our own, our activity on our own is not enough. As we work to build and rebuild church in these confusing and chaotic times, we need God to breathe new life into everything that we do, especially when it is tough. Ezekiel was led into the valley of dry bones. He was asked to stand in the place of death and destruction. He was asked to confront a situation of total despair. And he had nothing but the word of God with him. Perhaps 
that's for us this morning. Perhaps that might be our task, to take the word of God into all the situations we find ourselves. Ali is following a daily devotional this year from the amazing folk from 24-7 Prayer. She shared this with me from Pete Gregg yesterday. We know now that the coronavirus spreads extensively through coughing, sneezing, and breathing. We know that it attacks the lungs. We are warned to maintain a two-meter distance from one another and to avoid breathing in close proximity for any length of time. Breath is a powerful metaphor in the Bible for life and for the Holy Spirit. In Genesis 2, verse 7, God makes Adam by breathing into his nostrils. In John 20, verse 22, Jesus breathes out upon his disciples, saying, receive the Holy Spirit. And here in this story, Ezekiel prophesies breath into the countless corpses, turning the valley of dry bones into the valley of resurrection. The people of God in the world today are certainly saying, our hope is gone and we are cut off. We are indeed cut off. But as in the days of Ezekiel, the breath of God is coming again in our time to counter the enemy's devastation, to raise up once again a vast army. Amazing words from an amazing man, an amazing prayer, someone who is really able to uh, connect with the uh, the the uh, world and, and bring that before God with, in ways that um, I really resonate with. Today is Passion Sunday. We're edging ever closer through Lent towards that glorious Easter morning. We are a resurrection people. There isn't time this morning to unpack all of the gospel reading. But as we wrestle with what it means to be church in these challenging and changing times, where we can't leave our homes. We can all know that this story is about how Jesus surprises people and how he overturns expectations. Jesus didn't go when the sisters asked him to. He did eventually go, though his disciples warned him not to. He spoke about sleep when he meant death. Everyone thought he meant sleep. Jesus wept. He asked for the stone to be rolled away, even though everyone knew there would be a horrid smell. Jesus brings life where there is death and decay. In verse 9, Jesus speaks about people who walk in the daytime, not don't trip up, but those who walk around in darkness tends to. We uh, certainly had a bit of that as we were navigating all the wires and everywhere around in the basement this morning before we were able to turn the lights on. Jesus seems to have meant that the only way we know where we are going was to follow Jesus. If you try and steer your course by your own understanding, you'll trip up because you will be in the dark. There's a great deal that we don't understand, a great deal we don't understand at the moment. And our hopes and our plans have been thrown up in the air. I saw Liam and Alicia yesterday walking past the front of the rectory that amazing couple, those amazing uh, people of God who are preparing to get married. Their plans have been thrown up in the air. They've had to postpone their wedding for a year. 
But they said this amazing thing. They said, despite the sadness and the confusion, they prayed about it and they were able to have peace with the decision that they have made. If we go with Jesus, even into the jaws of death, we will be walking in the light. We can have that peace. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Our liturgical celebrations of communion come from a real meal that Jesus had with his disciples. We look forward as we share in this meal, however you may be joining in at home, whether spiritually or also perhaps you might have something to feast on and something to drink as we share. We look forward to that feast in heaven. But we're not sharing just a morsel, but we are fully satisfied by the feast that God lays for us, his unmediated goodness, along with all of creation. Whether in our homes or restored back to our church buildings in the future, we only experience a foretaste of a much fuller reality that is to come. That reality that is made real for us today by the presence of God through his Holy Spirit, wherever we are, in a scruffy basement, in our living rooms, in our beds, wherever we find ourselves this morning. Let us stay close to Jesus in these times of trial. Let us be the resurrection people that we are. And let us pray with everything that we have, that the Holy Spirit will breathe life into our communities as we each play our part in building the kingdom here. Amen.